You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says that God has set eternity in the heart of man. Every single person, no matter what they believe about the future, no matter what they believe about what happens after death, they have this inner sense that's given to every single human being from our Creator, from God. That's why we're afraid to die. Because we know it's not the end. It's not the end. Have you ever stopped to take a moment and ask yourself why it is that everyone is so afraid of death? Or maybe you can remember a crippling fear of death that you yourself once had before coming to know the Lord. In today's message, Pastor Danny reflects on just why it is that so many people have this one fear in common. In his study, you'll learn that it's because God has placed eternity on each and every heart, and that we as humans ask ourselves, where do we go when we die? Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 as he continues his message, Conquering Death. people die. Well, nobody can live and not see death or save himself from the power of the grave, from Sheol. Lots of verses, not the time to get into all of them, but all the verses in the scriptures refer to Sheol. It's down. It's somewhere way down in the inner part of the earth. And before Jesus died on the cross, everybody went to Sheol. But according to Jesus, there were two compartments. There was one called Abraham's bosom. And there was another one that was a place of torment. We call it hell. Everybody went to one of those two places. But now, Psalm 68 prophesies that Messiah would go down and then he would ascend in a future day. And when he ascended, he would lead captives from down under toward heaven. Paul the Apostle refers to it. Look at it with me. Make a note of it. Ephesians chapter 4. Oh, this is so good. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7. To each one of us grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. That's why it says, and he quotes from Psalm 68, When he ascended on high, he led captives in his train. That's his royal robe. Verse 9, what does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions, to Sheol? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. 
Wow. Something significant happened when Jesus died on the cross. He went to Sheol in his spirit, and he took Abraham and all those who had died in the faith of Abraham. That's why it's called Abraham's bosom or Abraham's side. Because God said to Abraham, through you, there's going to come a seed, a person. And through that person, all the nations of the earth would be blessed. You follow that promise through the pages of Scripture, through the prophecies, and that child that comes through the lineage of Abraham is Jesus. He's the Messiah. He's the Savior. The type. Isaac, the child given miraculously to Abraham and Sarah. Abraham takes Isaac up on Mount Moriah, which is Mount Calvary. He's ready to sacrifice him. It's a picture. It's a message of the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 11, referring to Abraham, and it says he believed that God could raise the dead. And so all those who died in the faith that Abraham had, the faith in a coming Messiah who would die, be buried, three days later, rise again. All those people now who have died in faith looking forward to the Messiah, now that the Messiah has come, they're no longer in Sheol. Lots of other verses. I don't have all these on PowerPoint. Philippians chapter 1, Paul the Apostle said, hey, I'm longing to depart from this body and be with the Lord. He wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8, we prefer to be away from the body and present with the Lord. Jesus turned to the thief on the cross when the thief said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. We know paradise is heaven. Evidently, he went along for the ride to Sheol. Jesus preached, hey, victory won. Unlock the gates of Sheol for those who died in faith, looking forward to the coming Messiah, and they all now went to the very presence of the Father. Woohoo! I can hear you shouting if you were here physically, but now I have to shout by myself. You can shout from home. He's alive. And because he died and paid the price for our sin, was buried, buried our sin, and now risen again, and any person who dies in faith in Jesus now, absent from the body, present with the Lord. You say, what about that other place? Things still happening there? According to the Scriptures. You say, I don't believe in hell. Well, you don't believe in Jesus either because Jesus believes in hell. He taught about hell more than he taught about heaven in his first coming. But let me give you a scripture. Matthew chapter 25, verse 41. Jesus said that hell, hell was created for the devil and his angels. Not for you. Not for me. You say, why do people go there? They go there because they choose to go there. Let me give you another great scripture, 2 Peter 3, 9. God is not willing that any should perish, 
but that all should come to repentance. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever, I like that, whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So what happens when people die? Well, you go to one of two places. You die in faith. You go to heaven. You die having not received the Savior. Hell is real. But now the second question. Why do people die? It's an excellent question. Why do people die? Romans chapter 3, verse 23, for all have sinned. Sin just means you miss the mark and fall short of the glory of God. That's the mark we missed. Romans chapter 5, verse 12, let me read it. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and in this way death came to all men because all sin. Romans chapter 6, verse 23, the wages, the payment of sin is death. That's why we die. You're probably keeping up with it. More than 1.5 million people around the world have been infected by the coronavirus. And over 100,000 have died, and they expect more to die. That was the latest I found this morning online, and that's from John Hopkins, Johns Hopkins University. It's awful. <laughs> but would you think with me about this? I mean, come on, think, think deeply with me about this. Sin is worse than the coronavirus. It's worse. You can wear a mask. You can self-quarantine. <laughs> you can live on your own island. You got a problem with sin. Why? Because you're born with it. You don't catch it from somebody else. You got it. As soon as you come into the world, you got it. Even before you come into the world. Conceived in your mother's womb. You got a problem. I got a problem. We have a problem. Eight fifty-eight this morning. After I went down, did the little devotional downtown sunrise devotional. I went online, and you can go on this world population clock. And at eight fifty-eight a.m., the world population listen was seven billion seven hundred seventy-seven million two hundred seventy-two thousand one hundred fifty-two. Now it changes. How they keep track of it, I have no idea. But the numbers, if you go on that clock, are changing. At 8.58 a.m. this morning, 60,270 people had already died in the world. Not of the coronavirus, just died. Maybe some of the coronavirus. You know how many people are going to die this year? This year, 16 million 488,500 
49. Oh, I'm sorry. That was this year. This year. So far, so far this year, 16,488,549. By the time 2020 is over, 56 million plus people will die. Over 153,000 people die every day because of sin. If there were no sin, there would be no death. Boy, that puts things into perspective. If I was the main anchor on the most popular news station, I would want to go on every day and give the update on how many people have died. People are dying every day. Do I want people to die of coronavirus? Of course not. Of course not. Do I want to do everything I can to keep people from being infected and to keep it from spreading? Of course. That's why we're not meeting publicly here as a church together. Sin is worse than the coronavirus. People are dying. And and the more I think about it, the more I think how odd it is, how ironic it is that we're so concerned globally about people dying from the coronavirus, but we're not concerned that millions of people are dying every year. Thousands of people are dying every day. Gets my juices as a pastor evangelistically going. People die because of sin. Ah, But if that's all I had to share with you, it'd be a pretty dismal day. God's made a way for man to conquer death. That's the theme he gave me weeks and weeks and weeks ago before the coronavirus, before we knew anything about the coronavirus. (laughs) I love this song. If you were here, I would say, say this with me. Maybe say it at your home, for with you is the fountain of life. There is a fountain of youth. Psalm chapter 16, verse 11. You made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. God's made a way. Hebrews chapter 2 and verses 14 and 15 tells us that Jesus because of what he did and sharing in our humanity and paying the price for our sin that he has, he has now made it possible that we don't have to fear death. You don't have to fear death. Earlier verse I shared, but I only shared the first half. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. John 5, 24, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He's crossed over from death to life. John 8, 51, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. John 11, verse 26, Jesus said, whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Romans chapter 5. Verse 21, just as sin reigned in death, so also grace, we don't deserve it, might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I love 
I love 1 Corinthians 15. I shared from 1 Corinthians 15 this morning in our Devo at sunrise. But here in chapter 15, verse 55 to 57, the sting of death is sin. But thanks be to God, he gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. God's made a way for us to conquer death. And it's through Jesus. And it's only through Jesus. Acts chapter 4, verse 12, salvation is found in no one else. There is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. He's the only cure for sin. I think often about Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11, especially in light of what's going on globally in our world and such a fear of death and people concerned about getting the virus and dying. Why is everybody so afraid? Because they know they might die. What's so bad about death? No matter what you believe, all kind of different ideas, what happens when you die? The Bible makes it very clear. One or two choices. Die in faith in the Savior, receive the Savior, absent from the body, present with the Lord. Jesus is the only answer. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says that God has set eternity in the heart of man. Every single person, no matter what they believe about the future, no matter what they believe about what happens after death, they have this inner sense that's given to every single human being from our Creator, from God. That's why we're afraid to die, because we know it's not the end. It's not the end. We're a trichotomy, body, soul, and spirit. When your body ceases to function, you're going to live on somewhere forever and ever and ever and ever. That's why death is so fearful for people who've never come to the fountain. Just popped into my mind this old hymn. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners who plunge beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. There's a fountain of youth. Jesus said to the Samaritan woman at the well, the water that I offer you, if you take this water, you'll never thirst again. He has the water of eternal life. He is the water of eternal life. I grew up believing in Jesus Christ, but during my teen years, I, like so many others, rebelled against what I believed. I began to live, um, like most of the world, doing what I wanted to do. For me, that road led me ultimately to becoming a drug addict. And um, I was a party animal. I loved to party. I loved to get high. I loved to drink. And, and I would sometimes, during my, my party uh, moments, I would think about dying. And it scared me. Man, it scared me. But I went through those years 
just saying no to God. And every time I would have that conviction in my heart by the Holy Spirit that I needed to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, because I was doing what I wanted to do, I would resist. I am so thankful that I finally stopped resisting before it was too late. Been many years ago now, in some ways it seems like just yesterday, I was 19 years old. And I knelt in my front yard and I asked God to forgive me and I asked Jesus to become my Savior and Lord. And guess what? He did. He came into my life. Immediately I felt cleansed. I felt washed. I felt, as the Bible describes it, whiter than snow. Not once since that night, not once since that night when I asked Jesus to come into my life, and he did, not once have I feared dying. What about you? Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the fountain of youth. <laughs> and if you just be willing to turn from doing your thing. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. We all know what that's like. We've turned everyone to his own way. And God laid on him, Jesus, the iniquity, the sin of all of us. And now because of what he's done, just by simply coming to him and receiving him by faith as your Lord and Savior, you can be saved. You can be cleansed. You can be washed whiter than snow. And then then you can live the rest of this life, coronavirus come hell or high water, not living foolishly, living wisely, but not ever fearing again death. Because now that you put your faith in Jesus, you've crossed over from death to life. One day, one day when it is your time, my time, <laughs> precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. And you leave this body and you go to be with the Lord and he promises one day when he comes again, we're all getting new bodies. Again, that doesn't mean that we're formless or unrecognizable when we get to him in our spirit and soul. No. But one day, new bodies and living in a world where there's no more death, mourning, crying, or pain. It's just the greatest thing you could ever dream of. And it's real. It's tangible. It's in Jesus. I'm going to ask you to bow with me. And if you'd like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you pray from your heart. He, he hears you. You don't have to say it out loud. You can if you'd like, but you don't have to say it out loud. Say it from in, inside. And say, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. Forgive me. Come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now help me to live for you the rest of this life. In Jesus' name, amen.
We're so blessed to be able to share the Word of God with you on each new edition of The Living Word. Thanks for being a part of our valued listening audience. If you'd like to hear today's message again, please visit ccfstpete.church. You can also join in our Bible reading plan. More information can be found on our website. As we wrap up our time with you today, we'd like to take a moment and offer you an opportunity to partner with us here on The Living Word. Would you join with us in praying for the listeners of this program? During this time of uncertainty in our nation, prayer is a powerful tool to combat fear and to promote peace in Jesus. Please pray that each person that hears these messages from the life of Jesus are touched and changed by His love. Please pray also for us. We want to continue following God's plan for this program, no matter where He asks us to go. Would you also ask the Lord about contributing financially to The Living Word? If you feel led to give, visit our website at ccfstpete.church and then click on the online giving guide under Forms. Any and all amounts are greatly appreciated and will be used to share this good news of Jesus' love for the world. Thank you for praying about this. That website, one more time, is ccfstpete.church. With that, we've come to the end of our time with you today. Thanks for being a part of our time here on The Living Word.